Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome back to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, new family, new year, new me edition. It's good to be back in the driver's seat, Natasha. I can't believe it's 2023 already. It's 2024, my dear. What? Yeah, it's 2024. What the hell? What the hell is right? We got a new dog. Is anything else new in the house at all? We got this new dog. Is something else new? Okay, Moshe. You have an Emmy that you keep presenting in... Places in our house where Emmys don't belong. An oh, Emmy does not belong on the kitchen table. Oh, is the Emmy... Is An that the Emmy? Emmy doesn't belong on the podcast table. It also does not even belong in a living room. The, An I, Emmy belongs in your office. All I can say is that I respect the autonomy of women, and I always have, as a strong, powerful ally to the female community. I'm not going to tell a woman where she can and can't stand. If Emmy wants to be here, Emmy can be here. You know, she's a good, powerful woman. But am I right? And Emmy belongs in your office. Can I say this? When we were going to the Emmy... With uh, space around it, like you might be collecting them. Can I say, this is my Emmy. I won it. And um, when we went to the um, to the Emmy Award ceremonies, um, we were walking on the red carpet. And uh, they took a few pictures of Natasha and I. And then they said to Natasha, okay, can we just get a few quick singles of you, Natasha? And I was like pushed down the red carpet and I was staring at well, her like... didn't get and, any singles. And Natasha's like, she's doing her like... Well, that, they're asking you know, me. You know that Hollywood thing that women do where they put their hand on their upper rib cage? Where else are you supposed to put it? You're either pregnant and expecting and you put it on your stomach or Emmy po- or you know red carpet pose? Was, how did they teach you to do that? It's like you put it way up on your rib and then you point your elbow forward and you go like this? No, you're just trying to make your um, body look right, you know? So, so I say to the guy, I go, uh... I, I know that I'm married to a uh, celebrity with over f- f- 13 appearances on Funny You Should Ask, but you think they maybe could have a few of me since I'm the one that's fucking nominated? And then the guy goes, oh, yeah, yeah, so sorry, so sorry. Um, let me go ahead and do that. And then he pulls me back over toward... Because the way red carpet works, I hate... Red carpets, just so you know, are Honey, the, we just call it the carpet. Oh, I'm sorry. Car- the carpet. Just so you know, the carpet is one of the worst experiences in no matter what. Yeah, like there's a few things. Like when you're someone like me... Uh, who like doesn't, a carpet freak? Who doesn't have a lot of... A carpet uh, hound? You know, I would say, you know, solid F-list. No, You're not you on the F-list, Tosh. <laughs> I'm just saying like... The trick to the red carpet is if you're someone that people don't know who you are, most people, you know, some people are like, some people might know who you are. You'd want to get there early. Uh huh. You don't want to be like, Angelina, Angelina, Angelina. <laughs> and then you come up next. And then everyone's like, okay. Ooh, bummer. <laughs> bummer alert on the carpet. But anyway. And the celebrities always get there right when it's like about. Sure. To end. So you just the, the trick is to just get there super early. They're humiliating in the best of times, right? But the thing is, every time I've ever been on the carpet, I don't give a shit because I'm like, this is humiliating. I don't want anything to do with it. Just I want to go sit in the seat and watch the premiere of the TV show that my friend made. I don't even belong here. But this is the one time where I'm like, I'm nominated. 
So I say to the guy, well, I'm, I was, you know, I was nominated. I, you know how they're taking like multiple, multiple portraits of my wife right now? <laughs> I, I was actually the one that was nominated. He's like, oh, so sorry, so sorry. He goes back. He pulls me back because the way they work is it's linear. They're pulling you down a line. Right. He pulls you back and he to goes, the front we go of the back line. to the front of the line to the, the per- and go, we wanted a few signals. And she goes, no, 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 we're done. We're done. <laughs> we're done. We're good. And, and, I, and then I walk away. And then Natasha finally remembers to be encouraging to me. At that point, she goes, no, honey, you got to go back. So then I'm like, I don't even want to go back. But then now I go I back. I said, who cares about these people? Just get your picture. So now we go back for a third time. And finally, the guy who was charged with walking me down the carpet uh, was a little more forceful. So I actually did get a couple of singles. I did. I, I looked. I did this. Well, honey, I'm very happy yeah. for you. I do want you to know that the, this Emmy is communal property. Absolutely. It is in our home. Yeah. Natasha put it on the floor as a doorstop. I thought that would be the funniest, the funniest thing. Apparently, there's an actress in Hollywood who puts her Oscars in the bathroom so that everybody can pose with it in the mirror. Oh, that's cute. Maybe we should do that. Anyway, I won an Emmy. Okay, so we haven't talked to people since uh, the holidays, Moshe. I know. We had this amazing trip to Mexico planned. N- N- Natasha had this whole long thing. We're going to Tulum. We, Let's go to Tulum. And she told our kid, we're going we, to Tulum. We spent about a month booking it. Mm-hmm. We finally got everything. We got our deals. We used our miles. We got these boutique hotels I was all excited about. And then the night before we left, my daughter looked at her passport and she goes, Mommy, how can I travel this picture is of me as a baby. And I, I mean, was like, it's a, if you've never seen a child's passport, it is hilarious. It's like you could literally pick a bottle of Gerber baby food and soak the wrapper and just rip off the Gerber baby <laughs> and put it on our child's right. passport. We got it. We got it when she was like a newborn. And I was like, oh, no, they last 10 years. Yeah. But- and then I looked at her at the expiration date and it was uh, a month ago. So we couldn't go to Tulum. She's texting me. I don't think we're going to be able to go to Tulum. It, it was the night before. I was so upset. I, I tried to work because it was a really short trip. So it just didn't we, make sense. We had to talk to our daughter and lower the taboom. Oh, my God. She was so upset. And she was just... It really put things in perspective for me, though, when you have like a toddler bawling like, I wanted to go to why can't we go to Tulum, mommy? Why can't we go to Tulum? So I never got on. I never went to one vacation when I was little. You never got to go to we, Tulum. No, we drove from Rockford to Epcot Center in Florida in a car, and I remember we slept on the like the rest stops. You know, like the rest stops that you stop this at. Is, yeah. Oh, in a in a yeah in a in a rest stop in a Honda. The three of us. This is the why, three kids, and then the two people up front. This is why. I take my child camping. Yeah. We didn't go on vacation. We went camping and it felt almost the same. I never went on a vacation. I guess I went to Yosemite. That was the closest I came to a vacation. And that was good enough for me. You know, I didn't need to go to Tulum as a young man. I just needed to get out of town and contemplate Half Dome. Well, if you have a kid out there, children's passports expire in five years. This is an informative podcast. If nothing else, this is an informative podcast. Um, we had a, a wonderful New Year's. You know, for many years, Natasha and I, you probably, some of you have probably come to our New Year's parties. Um, N- Natasha did not want to do, uh, rather New Year's shows. Natasha didn't want to do the big show that we do in Oakland because she just wanted to stay at home and be invited to a fancy Hollywood soiree and celebrate the old-fashioned way at a party, right? Well, first of all, we didn't do the show because... 
the theater is being sold. But you were over it, right? And I've always felt the opposite. I've always felt the be- the great benefit of being a stand-up comedian on New Year's is that you never have to wonder what should I be doing tonight. You go, oh, I work on New Year's. I just I'm a guy that works on New Year's. I do a show. Then you never feel pathetic because you're always doing what you're supposed to be doing. But this year, we decided to take the year off. And guess who came a calling from the Hollywood Party Association? No one. Nobody. That's right. Nobody. But my big brother came through and invited us to a party. It was a pretty cute, sweet party. Very nice. Nice dinner party. It was just a nice dinner party. It was a nice way to ring in the new year, to be honest. A lot of interesting people. An ex-art dealer of Keith Herring's was there. A professor of history was there. And... Oh, that girl I was sitting next to was a was the world-renowned happiness expert. An expert on happiness. A professor of happiness. And like the second we sat down at dinner... Somebody raises a glass and says... 2023 was a dark time and 2024 there are light there's light ahead may we have a better year this year than we did last year she was like all of a sudden her face fell and she goes yeah i just think 2024 we're just going to be in a dictatorship yeah trump's getting back in and it's just a fucking dictatorship this is the world-renowned expert on happiness i go lady if you're not happy what do you think we're gonna be we couldn't you can't get, act like that we couldn't you can't get, say that couldn't get 30 seconds into a, a hopeful toast about 2024 without the world expert on happiness going the dictatorship is coming maybe he'll die Oh, can I not say that? Yeah, you can say that. You're allowed to say maybe maybe Donald J. Trump, hero (laughs) to us all, will die. Maybe he will die. I just, I don't want my daughter knowing who he is. It's not... He go die. Everyone's like, oh, you don't like the... Everyone, liberals are afraid of Republicans. No, I'm afraid of Trump. The guy is uh, is just like a... You sound like a world-renowned happiness expert, to be (laughs) honest with you right now. I just, I can't... The day... Remember, it was like every day and onslaught. I don't want to go back, Natasha. I was just bringing it up... Was that during the pandemic? Oh, that was a... We We had the pandemic and we had to look at Trump news? No, he switched out know. fast. All, all right. I can say, you're bringing up Trump, but all I can say is things are looking pretty good for 2024 for old Mosh here. Emmy Award winner. And I got my new book coming out at the end of this month. I'm so excited about it. I really hope all of our listeners have pre-ordered it. It is my, I, I am so proud of it. I worked so hard on it. I, I, I beg you. Is that pathetic? I'm begging you to pre-order it. Please, please pre-order it. Please. They already did, honey. Some of them didn't. Do you want to know what the happiness expert told me? What? This is pretty depressing. She was kind yeah, of she was kind of a downer. A downer, yeah. I said to her, I go, "What do you think the happiest animal is?" Oh, that's interesting. Oh my god, she does. She just say that's what she. I'm gonna start saying that's what I what that's what I do when Uber's ask Uber drivers ask me. I'm what a world I do. renowned <laughs> happiness expert. There's, you'll never hear the end of it. You think telling them you're a stand up comedian is bad? Well, then people will ask you questions and you just make it up. So I said to her, what do you think the world's happiest animal is? What do you think the world's happiest animal is? A dog. That's my answer. I, maybe it's obvious, Mosh. Well, I think that. A dog. What does she say? Because a dog, you're an animal, but you're not in the like uh, rat race for food, right? You, uh, you live with God, and he brings you three meals a day, you know? You live with the Lord. Yeah, but you have no free will. You can't, you you can't be like, I need to go go for a walk. Yeah, God takes you for a walk once in a while. Why are you calling humans God? Because to a dog, we are God. I mean, what they, they worship us. I have a question. We have this German Shepherd. It's 60 pounds, and everyone's saying we need to put it in this massive crate. And everyone's like, oh, the dogs love the crate. How do they know? 
How do they know that they're in a crate? That the dogs love the crate. Oh. Dogs can't talk. Every guess- single person, everything on online is like, dogs love their crates. Maybe it's because they are silent and wag their tail. Crates are ugly. I hate it. Well, anyway, I said to the world-renowned happiness expert, what do you think the happiest animal is? Oh, right. And she said, sometimes when human beings are in late-stage dementia, they can be really happy. That's what she said. She's saying the happiest animal are elderly human beings? Humans who are in dementia, but they're past the point where they realize they're in dementia. Did she understand the question? Because animals aren't humans. Oh, Natasha. Yes, they are. They are? I don't know if you've read the news lately. Wait, but when you said what's the happiest animal, she said humans? I mean, humans are in the... In, uh, Am I uh, stupid? That doesn't seem... You said animals. animals. Humans are animals. Humans are animals? Is this really a real a realization <laughs> you're coming to on the podcast right now, Natasha? I mean, animals were... Do you know about evolu- like evolution? Am I stupid? Brian, would you call humans animals? Laura? No, we're not the oldest animal. Is everybody but me unintelligent here? Cockroaches are older than us. Are cockroaches animals? Of course they are. No, they're insects. The fuck are you talking about, Natasha? A cockroach is an animal? What do you think it is? A robot? Animals? Insects? No, honey. No, that's not the breakdown. (laughs) What the fuck is that? What? Oh, I'm digging a hole. Okay, well. Wait, you thought maybe that... Listen, insects I've, weren't animals. Well, when you're like, "What's your favorite animal?" and you say ant, no you one seem says like an that. Idiot. <laughs> not because they're not animals, but because they're nobody's favorite <laughs> animal. Humans is a weird answer. Thank you. It's weird. It's a little weird. No, it's not that weird. I took humans out of the equation because. We're filled with existential angst. We're filled with like, who am I? Listen, this woman sounds like a depressive. She's like, the happiest animals are uh, people who, elderly people who are losing their minds. That was the point of the story. Oh, okay. But something much more interesting and revealing occurred while telling the story. Homo sapiens? I mean, I thought we were more like not, isn't there like an animal category where you don't involve... Mm -hmm. The humans? We're not, we separate them, kind of? We're not wild animals. We don't live in... Um... <laughs> All right, listen. Like I said, there's large swaths of my education missing. Well, I If someone asked me what my favorite animal was and I said my child, I think that'd be weird. I think that'd be weird, And I don't think too. that would answer the question. Why don't we find out... What... If someone asked me what my favorite animal was and I said my dog, that would make sense. Well, let's see what our caller has to say. Um, they're calling in from Berlin. I have a feeling they're going to have a pretty heavy grasp on phylum. All right. Well, listen, we're going to talk to Tara in Berlin. Here we go. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what I like? What's that then? Sleeping next to you. You know what I like it on? What? A Helix mattress. I love my Helix mattress. If you had to choose between me or a Helix mattress... What are you choosing? I sleep next to you on an old coiled-ass, spring-ass mattress, or you get to sleep alone in a Helix. What are you choosing? Honey, I'm probably going to sleep alone on the even the old coiled mattress. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hear you. Listen, Helix is the best mattress we have ever slept on. We sleep on a Helix every single night. My back troubles have gone away. Natasha's sleeping cool. 
Life is good. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. And our kid sleeps on it. And she loves it. It's awesome. There's different layers of memory foam to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side they've got all these different kinds of mattresses to fit the way that you sleep how do you find that out you take their quiz they got one on the website it's super awesome i've never slept better in my life and if your spine needs some extra love they got you every helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top it is the perfect combination of comfort and support. We're staring at our phones all day. We're hunched over. You need to have a good night's sleep. And I get one on my Helix. We've got a special deal for you. If you go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon and use the promo code helixpartner20, you will get 20% off of your order. 20% off of, I'm telling you, the greatest mattress I've ever slept upon. So just go to Helix sleep.com slash honeymoon and use that code helixpartner20. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Tara. Tara, you look like you live in Berlin. You do definitely have a Berlin hair and (laughs) energy about you. Absolutely, yes. Tara, I have a Why question. are you rocking? Oh, I- why am I rocking? Oh, I'm one on one of those bouncy balls that's like between <laughs> your back and Pilates. It looks. Cool. It was like a little more than than you just getting comfortable. But <laughs> so it's like vaguely oh. sexual. <laughs> no, but that's- she's just like riding I'm- this no, thing. No, I'm on. I'm on my Pilates ball. Yeah, it looks cool. I so- panicked when Natasha asked you that that you're going to be like, um, I am autistic, and <laughs> this is how I self soothe. <laughs> Um, I am autistic and I'm also a huge fan. So, okay, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a, probably, the, shit, yeah. This is probably heard, the smoothest first 30 seconds of an interaction we've had on the podcast. I will say, though, that a lot of women in their 20s and 30s now are getting diagnosed as autistic later in life because it presents autism presents itself a little different in women and they haven't, is you know, they true? didn't study it in the same way that they did the men. That's it, interesting. Are you really autistic? Is that true? I mean, I guess I'm finding that out now. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just ask I you. Gave a, it for more than I bargained for. I have a yeah. really, I have a one, a very simple one question test to, to determine <laughs> if you're autistic or not. Do you think that cockroaches are or are not animals? Cockroaches. Um, I kill a cockroach. So, yeah, I'm a firm believer in they are animals, but they're a nuisance. So I kill them. So I have no feelings about them. Does that make me more of a sociopath rather than? <laughs> You're neurotypical, is what I would say. And I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry to have to tell you that. If someone asked you what your favorite animal was and you said a human, does that make sense to you? Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, she's saying that more on a like German, like people are bad <laughs> kind of like philosopher Nietzsche style. I can tell. That's that's a that's a tip I was on too. Oh, it was. Yeah. It seemed like it. All right. Uh, oh wait, how can we help you, Tara? Well, uh, so the thing is, is I've been I've been single for about uh, seven, eight years now. Basically, ever since I I, I got sober. Uh, so I got sober back in the states, and ever since then, I moved to Berlin, this big, beautiful international city. And um, you know, I started a new career. I started a creative side hustle. I turned that into my full-time career. And um, ever since I've gotten healthy, I've had a hell of a time meeting people, you mm. know, ever since I got my shit together, I moved to a city where 
kind of everyone parties and no one has their shit together. <laughs> Got it. So it's uh, the challenge. Yeah. Are you, um, what is the creative side hustle? Do you want to say? You don't have to say. I'm just curious. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I produce events and uh, I'm a comedian. So I'm, I'm on stage six nights a week, which makes it more mm. ironic. I'm in front of people all the time, but then I go home and I listen to relationship podcasts being like, wow, that sounds nice. Okay. <laughs> well, one thing you could do is start talking about how good you are in bed that in your act. True. That's what the men do. Oh, <laughs> it is true. Yeah, okay, there you go. I should start fucking a stool. And <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, I don't like that you're a comedian and called in on our podcast. Obviously, that's disrespectful and you should have warned us. But I think that, but um, I, 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 I know that men, I can tell male comedians um, like, sexual signalers that they do in their act uh, there's a there, mm. there, it's people very diabolically put in their act little like things that are signals to the single women in the audience not only am i available but here's a means on which i you can contact me you know they'll they'll make a slide into my dms joke they'll they'll say i'm single now and this girl hit me up on insta it's like these little signalers and I think not okay. enough female comedians do that, probably because men are uh, quite often violent, uh, predatory animals, much like cockroaches. Got it. Are there any like straight edge? What What is our friends bar like? Or there? Oh, um, so a sober bar. Sober bars in Berlin, though. No, is is that not a thing there? I, mean, I don't know. There, there's kind of like a culture of like mocktails. You can go, you can find hip bars, and you know, I, I you know. I think you can find that. It's just it's also just a matter of timing. Like since I'm working six nights a week, it's kind of a lot to ask to 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 take a night off to like go to a a bar. Would you fuck um, a fan? What I what? Fuck a fan. Would you? Fuck oh a yeah, fan? I was gonna ask you the ethics on that. Um, I would definitely fan fuck. I have on on a couple of occasions, but it's also a lot of the fans that come to these international comedy shows are a lot of like young men who work in tech, and you know they're like twenty five. Oh. And, yeah, it's a little too young for me. Perish the thought. A young man traveling through Berlin gives you the night of your life and then gets on a train to Amsterdam. You never have to think about him again. <laughs> I I have done it. I have done it um, on occasion. But Well, first I want to say I, I, I can totally understand your frustration because that is very annoying to like get clean and sober and then be like, oh, wait, like, but maybe that isn't the issue. You know, yeah. it's maybe I'm just saying, like, maybe there's some other, you know, it sounds to me like you're not really giving it time. Mm. You're not. Yeah. Like, are you on the apps? Yeah, no, I'm I'm on the apps. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big chemistry person. Like I like I like what you suggest, Natasha, like go out and meet people in person. It's just I have a hard time finding that time. And so that's why why it is a little curious, like, like, can I can I fuck a fan? How can I approach that? I mean, there's not a lot of men going out in groups to comedy shows. It's mostly like men on dates. Um, but if I do find someone, you know, here's your problem. That's, that's one way to do it. You do all expat shows. Basically, you do all English speaking shows, I assume. Yeah. So yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. there is like a, a traveling through town. Nobody's there to give you love. They're there to give you one night of dorm room fucking, basically. <laughs> Hostel <laughs> sex. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what the city feels like a little bit. You right. know, it's like either procreators or, or partiers, and I'm somewhere in between all that. Oh, I get that. This, this is interesting. Yeah. Do you have yeah. to do sets uh, six nights a week? Is that important to your income? Uh no. I mean, I you know, I take one or two nights off. I I, I go to karaoke. Um, I have a nice group of friends that aren't in comedy. We'll have dinner, but it's kind of like a set group. We have movie night. You know, I'm 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 a little older too. I'm not in my twenties. I'm, you know. Quite a bit old, older than older. that. So. Autistic. Yeah. 
Um, did you uh, do you go to do you go to meetings? Is that something that you do? No, no, not anymore. I did when I first uh, got sober and it was really helpful, but I did befriend like one awesome woman that I just happened to meet through comedy. Go back. Yeah. What about that? What about going to these English speaking meetings? A lot of those people are, are, are there and they're they, they're just like yeah. you. They want to be cool, but they don't know how anymore. Yeah. No, not yeah, so much. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of asked that friend about it. I was like, do you think that's a good way to meet guys? And she's like, girl, it's rough in the, uh-huh, <laughs> some uh-huh. of the Berlin ones. But there's but, so um, many meetings, yeah. aren't well, there? Yeah. In Berlin, there's only going to be so many English-speaking meetings. It's going to be a, a select group, I would say. I think, yeah, yeah. I think you're, you might be, you, you might be um, an, an app girl. It seems like that is the way for you. You're so busy. Yeah. You, you have a very specific mm-hmm. thing that makes you stick out, which is that you don't drink. And I think mm-hmm. apps, apps are your way. Yeah, I, I have been on those. I, um, yeah, I have trouble. I have trouble even kind of getting to the point where we have like a first date on the apps. I'm mm. not, maybe I'm doing something wrong with the uh, like assessment Thing, but it's you know there's a lot of language barriers I, I value banter i it's hard to sense chemistry even if someone looks physically attractive unless there's like some for this one though for apps you gotta skip chemistry you chemistry is for yeah. when you meet up at the at the shit on my chest bar in berlin like the the apps are just <laughs> are just a a means to get to the to get to the coffee shop and then you figure out if you have right, chemistry right. that's the thing that right. apps are good for is that you don't have to mm-hmm. you everybody's there for for romance so you just cut to the chase. Hey, meet me at the Reichstag or whatever, and uh, you know, right. and let's see if we have chemistry. You find out in person. That's what I think. Right, right. And how much do you need to like ask like what they're looking for ahead of time? Because for me, I'm like it. It depends on the person. Like if you're, you know, I, I ultimately want a relationship, meaning a, a boyfriend that's that's monogamous. But I don't expect every relationship to turn into that. Um, but I'm definitely not like someone who likes one night stands. I can't really sleep with someone more than twice without, you know, deciding if we're dating or not. It's just, you know, Natasha. Kind of my thing. I feel like maybe you don't flirt very much. <laughs> that could be it. Maybe it's the autism. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, it's like, it's not like, what do you want? Well, what do you want? Okay, I want that too. Okay, well, I'll meet you for coffee. Are you going to get a flat white? Yes, I'll get a flat white and maybe some, you know, it's like, it's, well, how do we make it a little more, I don't know what I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if someone asks you something, yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to be direct. Mm-hmm. I guess that's yeah. like flirting yeah. to me is like about not being a direct, <laughs> direct. you know, it's right, like you right. can, I don't know. I just think you can like be a little more playful, be a little just on the apps or in, you know, it's like, and you don't have to say like, I haven't dated anyone in eight years. I have, you know, it's like all this stuff, like re- keep your mystery. You have to have this like sort of air of, you're doing your own thing and you're, I don't know. I, I've got, I, I agree with you, Natasha. Yeah. I think, let me just venture a guess here. You mm-hmm. lost control of your drinking and drug use and you gained control by getting sober and then you mm-hmm. you became like a, 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 a powerful career-minded woman that works six nights a week and were attracted to move to the most Type A countries, I would say toxically type A country <laughs> in the world. 
I think you are a woman who likes to be a boss and likes to be in control. And now you're going, when it comes to dating, how do I pre-figure out? I don't think I'm good at apps. I need to get chemistry. I don't, I, what about chemistry? The, and then when do I, what do I tell them on the app that I want? I don't know if I want a one night stand, but you don't need, I would say, stop trying to figure the control this stuff and just go out and have a good time with like, go on 10 dates and see what happens. Yeah. And, and also when someone's like, what do you want? Like, I, you don't have to answer them. Yeah, you say it's I don't. None of their yeah. business. You say I like, don't know. What do you want? Yeah. yeah, like like just being a little more playful. Like just have more fun in the answers and like nothing. Don't feel like everything's riding on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 there's like almost yeah. like a, a little bit of like a rejection. You know, it's like it doesn't have like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's you have a cool life and. Most people don't even yeah. have one career, but you also have a side hustle. You know, you have like two things and you made it happen internationally. You know what you could do is you yeah. could tell the guys when they ask you, what do you want? You say, well, mm-hmm. I learned something from the golden bachelor. I'm looking not for someone <laughs> to live with, but someone that I yeah. can't live without. Mm, think about that. I like no, but that. I, I really believe what I said. I think that of all careers, you have chosen the one that is the most about control it's stand-up yeah. comedy is all about like control the crowd look at me listen to me i'm in charge i'm the alpha you move to control town usa berlin <laughs> you know you germans you, man you lost Woo! you lost control of alcohol and then got it back now here you are mm-hmm. you are in control and you're trying to apply that desire for control to your dating life and i think yeah. the secret to you is to soften just in this one part of your life and lose and, and just give up control and, and you know, when I meet someone in person, I feel like I'm actually a pretty good flirt. Like if I decide that, like, I like this guy, I, I definitely go for it. Um, but usually those situations, they just never work out. There's there's a weird timing thing, right? Because I'm very fussy. And when I find someone I like, I absolutely go for it. I absolutely flirt. I put myself out there. Um, but uh, they're often, Moshe, you like this one. They're often out of town. <laughs> sure. And, um, you know. No. Can, I, can I also make a recommendation? Yeah. I don't know what's happening out there on di- on dates, but... I would say dates you should not be talking about. You should be talking about like interests, not, not like about yeah. what, you, what want. you want from this potential person. If they, Smart. you know, like yes. it's, it's gotta be like, have some like topics that are interesting to you and that maybe things you've, you've picked the people that you have dates with. So you can like try to stay off the topic of relationships I agree. if you can yeah. because i think that like yeah. everyone being like i want this i want this okay well, mm. it's just kind of like what we still need to like go on like 20 more dates before we even know if this could be a thing you know totally and even as i said to you sure. giving up control you were like yeah but sometimes when the right situations are aligned i can be a really good flirt and i'm really it's you're still in the control zone you got to get out of the control zone. Right. Go on 20 dates. 19 of them are going to be awful. And then the twenty, the mm-hmm. 20th one might be good. I or, was going to say 10. Yeah. What All I'm saying is date a bunch of people and then go find what's out there. And even if it doesn't work out, you'll have a little bit of fun and meet some interesting people along the way. Right. It, and is it, is it bad if I'm like, hey, let's do a coffee first? Because no. I, you know, rather that's, than a whole evening. That's a someone. classic date. Our podcast producer... Uh, Laura, she said she never does drinks on a first date. No, coffee's a classic yeah. first date. That's I good. I think that's yeah. what you do now. Okay. No, yeah, that's a that's a classic right there. Go for coffee. It's easy. By the mm-hmm. time you get to the end of a coffee, you know one thing for absolutely certain: whether you want to have dinner with that person. That's all you need to know. For if sure. you don't want to have dinner for with sure. that person, you say "Danke," so long. Farewell. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Uh, I hate yeah, to yeah. go. But you will make me cry. 
Back to the little open mic of Berlin. There you go. That was beautiful, Moshe. Thank you. Thank you. I I feel like we're not being that helpful. I think we are. We've identified the problem, which is that you are a boss and you want to be a boss in every part of your life. But there is one place yeah. where you don't necessarily have control and it's other people. And but so just do go not meet mention that you Unless haven't dated anyone in eight years because people will think that's weird. I mean, you can tell them eventually and just try to keep the topic on their interests, your interests, some something you, you're interested an exhibit you want to go see, a movie you want to go see, a movie you saw. Like, you know, just try to just keep the mm-hmm. conversation floating and see if it has potential. And mm-hmm. also, I wouldn't be caught dead dating a German person. Sorry. I Wait, just, that's like, so racist. No, same, I'm same. No, I'm, uh, I would just if I were in her position, I would definitely be trying to meet an American. Really? Why? Yeah. Or other cultures too what's wrong with the germans they've never it's done anything to hurt ling- anybody the- <laughs> no it's not about them it's just like the language barrier the they're all smart and stuff do you speak german do you not understand that they are the they are the uber race they are the they they are the thing that we look to for for purity uh do you speak german tara not good enough and so i, I actually have that on my profile you need to speak enough english and it's just such a literal culture. Like I've had yes, Germans that's attempt what, to make jokes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, but go ahead. Say it. No, I've, I've had Germans attempt to make jokes. I wasn't even aware they were making a joke. <laughs> well, look, their comedy hasn't been great, but there's a lot of other really good things in Germany. You guys haven't read history because the Germans did yeah. everything right. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, listen, go on 10 dates. Yeah, go on a bunch of dates. Okay. Find out. Find yourself a nice Dutch man that's traveling through town and see what's out there for you. I could you. do the Dutch. I could do the French. German, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just like, it's very... Um, yeah. What if I was doing the same thing, but with Latin American cultures? Uh, I could date would... an Ecuadorian. <laughs> I could I could date a Costa Rican, but a Mexican? Are you kidding? No way, Jose. I'm very pro-Latin American men. I'm very pro-Latin American <laughs> Well, find American some of them. <laughs> I just think, I honestly think the secret to your success... In, in fact, I think the secret to most people's dating success when they people have these arbitrary and artificial d- like um, timelines that 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 romance mm-hmm. is supposed to happen on some sort of timeline. But you don't know when you're supposed to meet the person. I didn't know when I bumped into Natasha that she was going to be the woman I married. And I'm I'm I met him at 38. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just like out. Yeah. It's just like the timeline is something you've made up. It's a it's a schedule that it, that you're that they're not on. Uh, it's like I once saw a right. bumper sticker that said, I'm not in your hurry. And I thought that was really <laughs> smart. Like, like nobody's on your timeline. They're just out there living their lives. And your your job as a romantic person in the world is to meet as yeah. many of them as you possibly can and not get murdered along the way until you find the <laughs> one that makes you want to hang out with them more. And you've spent the last right. seven and seven or eight years like creating this life for yourself, uprooting yourself, going to another country, assimilating, having jobs there, making money, flourishing. And it's like, okay, now you're there. You've done it. Mm -hmm. But now Mm -hmm. that you want to go to this next step, you might have to give up a little something, which might be one night a week of like dedicating to dating, even though it sounds pathetic. It's like, okay, well, maybe I won't do this open mic and maybe I will you know, just just you just got to give it a little bit of space. You weren't giving it space before because you didn't really need it. You thought it would just come right. along and then you kept going full speed ahead with your careers. So now it's like you right. just have to give a little bit up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. exactly right. Time like you don't know when you come home with a woman or a man that you're engaged to 
that the that the nanny of your children might be the actual person that your heart sings for. You think you're supposed to marry the Duchess, but in fact, what you like our nanny? No, in fact, in <laughs> fact, the the right in front of your very eyes is the is the person that your children have fallen in love with and you fell in love with her before yeah. you even realized that and then when you marry them you don't know what's going to happen that perhaps mm-hmm. the germans themselves are going to come take over your town and make austria a thing of the past and you're going to have to escape to the hills through the alps and make your way to switzerland you don't know also, I think it'd be cool if I was dating. I think I would try to like go see some movies that I want to see or things I want to see. Then you can like go yeah. with them and then see what they thought about it. Oh, and then it's like well, you like immediately that. get all I of like the that. talk mm-hmm. off of mm-hmm. your your relationship and your hopes and dreams yep. and your past relationships and yep. your career. It's like let's, then you can just talk about this other thing. Let's just let's talk about Crazy Rich and, Asians, which is finally premiering at, um, as a first run movie theater in <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> I think that that is and, very wise advice, Natasha. Thank you. And do you think on the timeline thing, like if you meet someone and you have like a really nice connection and they're not ready at that time, do you see Bye. down the road if it's the right time if or the, are they done? If the, I'm, what does it matter? They're on the, If they tell you I'm not ready for anything, then you go meet 50 other people. And then if they come back and they go, I'm ready now, then you see if they're, if they're down. It's, you know, it's yeah. just, it's all about getting out there and discovering. That's what I think. Just don't fool yourself, you know, because a lot of people will yeah. say, oh, I'm not ready. It's like, ready for what? To like go, go out to dinner? <laughs> right. I right. mean, I'm just saying, yeah. it's like, you want to make sure you're like, oh, oh, they just want to date someone When else. somebody, when a man says, I'm not ready for anything, they're, they're, I would say it's done. Bye. Keep moving. Get on that train that ran on time. It's not like you're like, I need to have babies. Bye you know, next September or whatever. Right, right. Although right. some of these guys are, are pretty firm that they, they want kids or they only want to hook up. So it's... Oh, interesting. Just so get I, I want a hookup. I want three kids. <laughs> I want... Just stop yeah. trying to figure it out. Just get out there. Have a good time. Meet who's out there. Have fun. That's all. You can't rush it. You cannot rush it. You can't rush old friends. Oh. And you can't rush new love. But also you can't have a blossoming relationship if you don't water it and give it energy and give it time right you got to get off stage right. and get on dick that is a, you see what you're doing with that yoga ball right now you need to be out there with the she men of berlin she has not stopped riding that ball since no. we've been talking you're, you're so gorgeous you're beautiful I'm you're very talented corny and very autistic so yeah. it's this is good. yeah maybe don't lead with the autism or the sobriety just okay. get out there and lead with what what did you think of the movie let's go dance to techno these are the kinds of things that germans like do you like cutlets right. ask them questions like that yeah you want to go out for schnitzel and yeah. you know perfect oh my god yes all right good luck to you out there we'll see you in the streets hey, of thank Berlin. you so much tara you're gorgeous and young don't forget all it. right thank Auf you very much goodbye hi well natasha what's next that was a hard one i mean it wasn't that hard she just needs to go on more dates i think i actually but nailed she it. was like gorgeous and i nailed it she was a gorgeous alpha woman mm-hmm. and wanted to be in control of getting a, a man but the thing is, you can't control that. You just have to go out there. I don't know where people get this notion. It frustrates me to no end. People call this podcast all the time and they go, oh, I've tried dating and it sucks out there. What do you? What the fuck does that mean? You're not supposed to, you're not dating a society. You're looking for an individual. So you have to go, th- it's supposed to suck or you'd be with every person you date. You suck, 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 suck 
cool person. I'm going to hang out with them for a while. The only solution, it's just like stand-up, actually. I wish I was still talking to Tara. It's just like stand-up. You can't get better at stand-up until you do a thousand uh, oh, that's uh, true. open mics. You can't find the person you're supposed to date until you get you walk run through all the people you're not supposed to date. It's so no, simple. When I was you know, looking for a man to be my husband, mm-hmm. after I'd been, I had broken up with a relationship, uh, I had a relationship and then I took like two years off mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. I would go out when I did not want to go out. Yeah. You just got to get out there. Yeah. And it's like, it, it was annoying because I'm like, I only want to like l- watch TV on the couch and I would like make myself go to some person's party where I didn't know anybody and it was going to be so, you know, it's a long drive or and you could talk yourself out of it a million different ways, but you just have to commit to and it. And now look what happened. Now look who you ended up with. Emmy Award-winning host Moshe Kasher with a brand new book coming out January 30th called Subculture Vulture, available for pre-order now. All right, what's next? Should we do some secrets or should we do another call? For old time's sake, why don't we play a couple secrets? Let's do it. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Moshe? You know what's annoying? Uh, What's that? Having to prepare your own food. Have you noticed this? Oh, yeah. I am the cook in our house, and I tell you, it takes a whole evening for me to make dinner, but that's over now, thanks to Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery service takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores. I hate grocery stores. The prep work, hate that even more. And cooking fatigue, never get that because I don't cook. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. And it's not just dinner. They've got snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more. And if things get hectic for you, Factor gets flexible. You can change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals a week. You can pause. You can reschedule your deliveries anytime. Guess what? We've got a deal for you. If this sounds intriguing to you to eat healthier with all these different options, the calorie smart, the vegan veggie, and it's super delicious, head to factormeals.com slash honeymoon50. Use that code honeymoon50 to get 50% off. That's code HONEYMOON50 at factormeals.com slash honeymoon50. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Um, I'm calling in with this secret. I was watching the movie Saltburn with a few friends the other night, and there are a few scenes that are, I think, already iconically kind of viscerally absolutely disgusting. And... Um, the first one is the one where he's like drinking the guy's bath water. Why does and she have to bring it up again? He's, he like fingers the sister on her period and then what? he's like eating her blood and like smearing her blood all over Spoiler her. Spoiler alert. Like, he's, like I'm a vampire. And sorry, this, I guess this secret no has a lot of No one's going to see this movie too. after everyone um, hears what happens. But my friends were watching that scene being like, ew, that's fucking gross. And I was kind of like, it's kind of hot. I don't know what it is about it. Um, I like here. I love having sex on my period. I've never had my period blood smeared on me or put in my mouth. And I don't think I want that, but something about it is just kind of hot. And then I realized I was like, there's somebody out there watching that bathtub scene thinking the same thing. Their friends are going, that's fucking vile. And they're like in their head, like, Oh yeah. Kind of sexy. 
All right. Love you both. Bye. Okay. See, now I, I kind of feel like no one would do that. I feel like that oh, was. No, you're wrong. No, because no, the blood thing, of course, I've done it. But I'm just saying. You've done it? <laughs> I'm saying the bathtub scene, there was something extremely disgusting about it because it's like there's hair in the bottom of the bathtub and that yeah, doesn't bring like a- you closer to anyone. Like I, I could get smelling their underwear or something, but like mm-hmm. drinking their dirty bath water at the dr- licking, like Frenching the drain. What was there's was, like always hair in a drain. It was jizz. Oh, the guy jo- jerked off. He jerked off. Right, right. But it's jizz mixed with a bunch of it's water jizz and water hair. Come hair. Uh, jizz never, water. I could. Slurp, you never I guess. saw that. You never listened to that. You, know, you could. <laughs> I mean, you never. Now listen- that I hear that part of it, you never listened to that iconic Red Hot Chili Peppers album. What's that? Jizz water come hair. That's not funny, Moshe. No, it's, no. I mean, it doesn't even sound like the... Like blood, sugar, sex, magic? What are you calling it? Jizz water come hair? No. Just not funny? No. I think we should put a spoiler alert uh, ahead of that. No, everyone's talking about that. That's like the third time I've heard someone mention that today. That's fucked up, man. What if That's about, not the plot. What if someone's driving to watch Saltburn and they are like, I'll just slap on the secret dump. And then all of a sudden we got this lady talking about how horny she got. Watching Barry Keogh like paint war paint on his face in period blood. Listen, I think it's cool when a man wants to fuck when you're on your period. I get that it's hot because you're like, oh, they want me so much. They don't care that I have mm. like blood gushing. Biohazard. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone thinks of it as a biohazard, Moshe. It's you blood. do. It's, it's, it, I'm going to Google biohazard. Okay. When you say biohazard, you mean Chat like it can GPT. make someone sick? Biohazard is biological hazard. So I'm going to ask ChatGBT. Is urine a biohazard? Yes. What are some examples of biohazard? Okay. Examples of biohazard include first word, blood. First blood. But what about vaginal blood? Okay. That might be different than the blood that comes out of your arm. What about vag blood? (laughs) Wait, you think chat GPT, what, what if they're like, you can't talk to me like that? They are going to probably say that, to be honest with you. She's kind of got a stick up her butt, that Vaginal chat blood or menstrual blood is considered a biohazard. It doesn't say that. If it is contaminated with infectious agents. <laughs> Proper disposal methods include biohazard bags or containers. Should be followed to minimize any potential health risks associated with its handling. So if it's a biohazard, why can't I flush my tampon down a toilet? Why do I have to take it out of me and wrap it up in toilet paper? That's a plumbing hazard. (laughs) No, but I have to touch it. Kind of. Isn't there like a like I have to touch the string? Yeah, the ripcord. That gets bloody sometimes. You brought it up. You get blood on the ripcord? Sometimes. Dang, I didn't know you got blood on the ripcord. So you're saying that a woman idea. every day has to be... Oh my God, I just thought of an unbelievable idea. What? Okay, these are called um, uh, long ponds, okay? <laughs> it's just a regular tampon, but the ripcord goes down to your ankle. It's like <laughs> three feet long and you tie it around your ankle. And when you're ready, you just put your your leg up and you untie it from your ankle and you yoink it out. Or you can mm. put it on a ma- uh, around a mouse's neck and throw a piece of cheese and the mouse runs and it pops it right out of you. And then you got the biohazard all over the dining room wherever you're doing that. Well, right. Okay, so the mouse... I'm is- assuming the dining room you're eating. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the mouse is maybe a bad idea. But still, 
Oh, this is an even better idea. You put a fishing weight at the end of the string. You throw that into the toilet and flush, and it just socks it on out. Okay. What do you think of that? I love it. It's a good idea, I think right? It's really great. I think you should go to uh, Facebook Marketplace or Shark Tank. Are... Shark Tank would be great. Hi, sharks. You know, Shark Week is coming. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Well, listen. Let's. Can we please change the topic? Well, I didn't bring it up. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. Um, I have a secret. I don't know if you guys play the New York Times like puzzle games. Um, my husband and I are really into connections. Um, and we play it in the app, but w- my secret is that I also play it in my like Safari browser on my phone to make sure I get everything right so that I can always have a perfect score. Um, especially if it's like a really hard one and I'll be, he'll be like, man, that was so hard. I'll be like, yeah, almost didn't get them all right. Like all perfect. It'll be like, what? you got that perfect. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just like really good at word games. Um, and it's just a white lie. Because I want him to just, like, know, to think, to know that I'm smarter than him. Anyways, love the podcast. Okay, bye. I don't think that's a white lie if every day you're lying to your husband. Because that, that comes out, or is that just on Sundays? Yeah, it's Sundays, I guess. Once a week, you're there's an everyday one. Okay, every day so you're lying to your husband saying you're smarter than you are? She cheats at the game <laughs> and then goes and plays it with her husband. And then it's like, oh, got another one right? That's fucking insane i do think that is a little weird i have to say huh that is wild what is that game laura do you play it remember our friends were playing it every day i'm not smart enough wait it's not wordle remember when all those fucking dorks were like posting their wordle scores that was a that was i'm not even kidding that was the worst time in the last five years was the three months that people were (laughs) posting their wordle scores that was the worst thing that happened in the last five years i agree by far wordle i want to play i did play a game the other day on on uh new york times and i was good at it oh yeah our friends play the crossword puzzle it wasn't a crossword it was something else but i was good at that one does that one come out on sundays that was a sunday one I do think. you want to play it with me i would love to you know you'll beat me are you going to be on your period i don't know because i don't even play cr- crossword game i don't even play new york times games with girls on their period you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's that's what oh captain got very excited when he heard the word period <laughs> Are you a minstrel dog? Yeah, Captain's a member of the family now. So do you think that that's bad, Moshe? Do you think that's a white lie? What constitutes a white lie? Well, first of all, it's not called a white lie. She's cheating. <laughs> it's cheating. There's a word for it. Cheating. She's cheating at the game. Okay. She goes and gets the answers? Is that what? Did I hear it right? Yeah. And that's then she's crazy. like, oh, I don't know. I guess I just How'd figured it out. How do I do it, it again? <laughs> that's insane. I would say check yourself, um, miss. Yeah, check yourself, you know, or, or you know what? Maybe don't do it one time and see what happens. Because you don't want someone to like, you don't want to be lying to your husband like that. You guys want to hear Captain talk? Okay, hold on. Mosh. Oh, this will be good. Oh. You have to do his face. Riv- I forget it. He's, he's not really coming al- alive. All right, maybe we can cut that part out. No way. It's staying in. There it is. <laughs> there we go. We got it. We got it. All right, now step off. Okay. We will now call Adam in Texas. That's my German accent. What did you think? I feel like you can still make fun of Germans. It's close, but yeah, I think you might be okay. <laughs> it does feel like the window's closing. To make fun of Germans? Yeah, I think eventually. Ha, Adam. Ha, 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 ha. Adam. Hey, what's is that up? Your, is that you. your DVD collection behind you? 
Uh, no, it's uh, all comic books. I mean, I think oh, it's cool. weird that he's got a suspended cloud in the air behind him, and you asked about the comic book. <laughs> I was getting to that. <laughs> that seems definitely the more prominent feature of the room. Is that art? What is that? Is that a Zoom uh, trick? It's a lamp, like a handmade cloud lamp. Ah, that's cool. All awesome. Right. Adam, what's up? How can we help? Uh, so recently had a situation, um, basically me and my wife's house, uh, flooded mm. and, uh, we were forced to leave, uh, out of the house for almost a year. Um, so we, um, ended up moving in with, um, my sister-in-law and her husband for and that, five months. And that cloud lamp? No, I'm just kidding. And brought the cloud, cloud lamp with us. Well, uh, I tell, I, listen, brother, I can tell you why you had the flooding issue in the first place. Motherfucker got a rain cloud in his bedroom, you know? <laughs> That's that's first and foremost right there. Okay, right. okay. So so you, yeah, you you moved in with your brother and sister or your her sister-in-law. Okay, so her sister. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so uh we're there for about 5 months and um things were going really good. Uh you know, roommates can be tricky, but it was honestly really smooth. Uh we all felt closer, really positive experience, loved it. Um then recently on like uh on Christmas Eve uh, we, me and my wife walked into the backyard and, uh, saw basically a string of dog shits hung like a wind chime in front of our uh, faces. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That- you, mean, you mean like Christmas popcorn thread, but it was dog shit? Like, uh, like, I think it was fishing line and like evenly spaced. Whoa. Just like three or four in a line. Is, was it was it in your bedroom area, like in your area, like it was like a fuck you to you, or this is just what they decorate with? No, it's like uh, as soon as you walk into the backyard, it's like very apparent, uh, meant to be seen. Got it. Okay, are they dry? Dry shits? Or are they kind of? I, I don't soggy? know if they're wet or dry. I have no idea. It was just in dog bags. Oh, it was in dog bag. Okay, because I wasn't getting the image. I was picturing fishing wire, like popcorn string. Yeah, through the turd. <laughs> And then, but that wouldn't make sense unless it was dry. And it'd it would make to, sense with our with Blanche's shits though, because she leaves those around. They're all more the time. solid. Yeah, they're saying? like really hard. They're nice and solid. But these are in dog shit bags, yeah. hung up with care, <laughs> like stockings. Yeah, with care, yeah. very thought out. Okay, uh, impressively. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so we walk out, and it just so happens that um, my brother-in-law uh, Tim he he pulls up at the same time. Uh, in my head, I didn't even realize what it was. It took me a second. I, I just thought he was doing some project, whatever. Uh, he walks up, and um, my wife asks him what that was about. And he says, well, he keeps finding dog shit in the backyard, and no one's picking it up. And it's it's a problem, basically. And so my wife says, well, you know, each couple has one dog. And my wife's like, well, it's not just our dog. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I keep finding them and it's it's a problem. Like I told my wife, too. And then he kind of starts screaming at my wife, um, saying, like, I'm the dog shit artist of East Texas. (laughs) There's a mine. And basically uh, just saying that, like, I'm tired of it. Um, This is unacceptable. Um, and my wife is like, well, you know, we do other things around the house and we do our best and et cetera. But he's like, you know, neck vein popping, pointing a finger, um, saying like, well, then don't do anything for me. Like Texas. Just, and then storms off basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. No offense, so, but 
if you're staying at someone's house for free with your dog. No. Or is it for free or are you paying rent? You're paying rent. Uh, we like help with utilities. Okay. okay. So free. if you're staying at someone else's, <laughs> I think, I mean, what I would do, but I'm like a people pleaser. I would probably be pick, picking up all the dog shit every day. Mm. I, I would be yeah. like trying to have like no, um, what do they say in, in Burning Man? No matter. Leave, leave no trace. Yeah. Leave no trace. Move. Like, uh, move, no and contribute. Move. Like, like I, when I let my friend Jenny stay at my place when I'm gone, when I come back, it always looks nicer than when I left it. You know, like yeah. those are the kind of people that I'm, I want to like You're lend blaming my place Adam? to. No, I'm just saying. Just, like, Adam, she's blaming you. <laughs> you got neck, neck vein now, over here. Now the way they did it, <laughs> I think is like a very aggressive and it's like, oh, how about like a little like prep? Like you don't go from like, you don't like, he's coming at you at 10. He's coming at you with God level passive aggressive. Like, I've like never, the, I've never seen an art project of passive aggressiveness before. It's pretty I mean, disturbing. Like, I, you know, this this recently, this Christmas, I, I was with, a, you know, a friend who had three kids and I had my kid and we're all, you know, at this restaurant and the kids, I guess, were like play, climbing on a table or something. I was not even paying attention. I was just talking to my friend. And then all of a sudden, this man is like, you need to control your kids! And I was just like, what? Like, it was just like so high... You know, it's like the reaction wasn't. It didn't to the match. Offense. Yeah, like you, you need to like give people a little bit of a prep. So, like, yes, he's obviously been bottling this in for like L- maybe literally bottling it. He might have been saving it in <laughs> bottles. But are, wait, are you still at this house? So not anymore. So this is actually okay. we're back in our house now. Good. Um, and we, it like wasn't livable. We made it livable because uh, oh. basically we weren't able to live there anymore. Um. And so I totally agree with what you said, Natasha, that like, that's how, you know, we want to be as well. Leave it nicer than you found it, take care of everything. And I feel like we did that. That is an area where, you know, we could have done better. But you we slipped didn't a little. Like, I would go, yeah. And, you know, I would go out and like clean them and do a search and clean them all every now and then. He definitely did the majority. But then we felt like maybe we made it up in other ways where we did certain things that right. they uh, didn't do around the house. And, you know, and happily, you know, it was very positive. We just didn't realize how big of an issue it was, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, so that was on Christmas Eve. And um, Merry it was Christmas. very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did his wife know that's how he wanted to tell you? No, no. I think he had like it came to him in a moment of like, artistic Math. brilliance yeah and yeah he just went out and did it yeah. yeah it does sound like a mess project it's a meth resentment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay we're not saying he's on meth all right so so how are you guys now it's like a broken relationship so it's just very awkward like mm-hmm. we're not on non-speaking terms but it's not nearly like before it was like we're like a family unit mm-hmm. i mean so tight like we got really close to one another and then it got really awkward after that and we're like, okay, well, let's take our dog out in the front. That way, there's no confusion. Who's shitting where? Mm-hmm. And um, well, we'll you could have said, way. I'm saying, but you could have said, I'll just pick up all the dog shit every day. Y- yes. For you too, for but, your dumb dog too. Yeah, true. And we. I could mean, have, opening up your house like- for a year is a lot. Five months. Yeah. Okay, five months. So that's yeah. a lot. It's still a lot. It's a lot. But well, go on. I don't. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. I'm. I'm just saying, like maybe there's some room here for, uh, mm, some kind of statement. But it's too late now anyway. It didn't happen, right? So where 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 are we at now? 
so basically then the next day on uh christmas um sarah uh my sister-in-law um basically asked us to leave but she did it like very calmly she kind of was coming at it like hey maybe this is a solution because like tim's still pissed off um so maybe if you guys leave for a few days that'll make it better um and so then we kind of uh, we're like on such short notice on Christmas. Like, where do we go? We can come back to our house, but it's like a mess because it hasn't. No one's been in there for like nine months. Furniture everywhere, mm-hmm. no kitchen, etc. So um, we we're like, okay, you know, we can do that. Um, so we took all of our stuff, but we kind of basically decided to leave for good mm. because we felt like you should have taken a big shit inside the a human <laughs> shit inside the house as yeah. you left. That would have been a fun zone. Just a nice send off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we decided to go home and all that. But it we just felt like the reaction was outsized mm. or like could have been communicated earlier before it got to that point. Had yes. he never uh, said, hey, I'm frustrated about the dog shit situation. So he did. He did mention it once. OK. Ooh. And then from that point. Yeah. So gotcha, from that point, gotcha. we did try to improve on it. Yeah. And I felt like we did. And there would just be times where, you know, um, the other couple, too, would, like, let the dog out and, you know, maybe not watch. And um, Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so so now you're back at your house. They're there. uh, And you're just thinking about next Christmas. What's it going to be like? (laughs) Also, he's, like, in a house that's unlivable, right? Like, do you want to get back to their house? uh, So right now, it's, like, yeah, we're, like, eating out of cans. And, like, we, we cleaned it up. And, I mean, you know, it took a decent amount of work to clean it up and uh we are also traveling soon thereafter um so all that and so yeah it's like the kitchen's not usable and um when will the kitchen be usable um another few weeks most likely so what do you want yeah what do you want man what do you want from us we're on tim's side right now hardcore (laughs) (laughs) no we're not but i'm sorry dog shit is kind of nasty and i hate picking i think it's so disgusting to touch someone else's dog shit even though my dog's shit is the same shit but i don't think that's gross for some reason they say uh company is is like dog shit it starts to stink immediately (laughs) no no so so tell us tell us what's your ideal situation or is it you want to repair the relationship basically focus around repairing the relationship like um it's it's awkward and we i we felt like it was disrespectful in a way just the way that it came about in mm-hmm. that like i just can't imagine myself having that sort of reaction and that we want to continue the relationship get back to where it was but it feels really awkward and i want to continue but i also feel like i don't it's hard for me to not see him differently after sure. the situation sure and so that's kind of like there are things where i would let go that maybe now I feel like maybe in the future I kind of shouldn't let go because of how, you know, um, he felt comfortable treating people, I guess, in, in that moment. I, I have a question. Um, yeah. So it's your sister's, your wife's sister and her husband, right? That's the dynamic. Yeah. And you guys mm-hmm. were all thick as thieves. How long have you been married? Uh, two years. And how long have they been married? Uh, Something like five. Okay, got it. 
And now you want to see if you can get back to that loving you that loving feeling that you had before. But now there's this like specter of his rage that's getting in the way of it. Have you ever had conflict with him in the past that was like this? Or is this like all of a sudden he revealed that he was a beast? Not to this level. I think maybe there were signs of like, uh, you know, personality traits. Got it. Uh, stuff. I had a friend. I was just talking to Natasha about this the other day. Because uh, Natasha and I have very different conflict styles. Um, and Natasha doesn't like it and wants to avoid it at all costs. And I think that things usually should be approached head on. Now, it sounds like to me, my feeling is that nobody did that here. Nobody was really fully honest about what they were experiencing. And um, you haven't yet been fully honest with him about how uh, uh, about how traumatic that was and he wasn't fully honest with you about how annoyed he was at your presence he was like pretending that everything was cool but then it came out in this like mm. rage and uh folk art uh <laughs> outsider art themed kind of like project so if i'm you i think that that relationship i wonder what you think natasha but if i'm you i think that that relationship deserves one shot at um at a real conversation where you say tim would you? I would like to uh, make an attempt to clear the air and have a real conversation about what went down, your frustrations, my frustrations, because I want to get us back to where we were at before all that went down. Are you open to a conversation like that? And then sit down, the two of you, maybe even, this might be a little bit um, too touchy-feely for old Tim, for old, for old shitbags, but... Uh, <laughs> But maybe even with a with a, a a moderator, like an outsider, like a therapist, even you know, just I like, hate when you suggest this because it is not that's people don't hire therapists. They can to, and they should. But what I'm saying is, if there's going to be too much rage, then maybe it's good to have an outsider there. But maybe that's too. Or what about the wives? The wives? What did the wife is the one that got in the screaming match with Tim? Adam's cool as fucking crystal over here, chilling by his cloud. Right. You don't. You think Adam is the conflict uh, desirer in the relationship? Look how cool he is. No way. It's yeah. that wife of yours, that hot-headed wife of yours. No, but my point is, you don't have to hire the therapist. Obviously, that is a little weird for some people. But, but I think a relationship like this deserves one big talk to see if it's salvageable. Maybe you will find out information in that conversation where you go, "Oh, I was right about Tim. Like this fool sucks," and or maybe you'll go, "Oh, I see. This was a." This was a situation where he was frustrated. He didn't want us there in the first place. And he was he likes us, but he was grinning and bearing it the whole time. And then it came out in this very immature way. But I think, like I said, my old friend Gerald used to say, you're not really friends with somebody until you've had a big fight with them and then gotten past it. And there's something about that that I believe. Like you have to have a huge conflict and then move past it. That's where real intimacy happens. It's not from a, a perfectly peaceful relationship. It's from having real conflict and then seeing if you can make it through it. Are you and your wife a united front on this? Does she think he's like a psychopath? Uh, I think we're like equally upset about it. I mean, her more so. She she was like you were saying, uh, more the target of it. Um, and we definitely want to continue the relationship and planning plan on having that conversation. Um, but we felt like in the in the moment, I do hear y'all's points. We felt like he was kind of clearly in the wrong in terms of how it was handled, and that like it would just be awkward. Like now, if he was like angry for days after that point, after like screaming at us that like 
it, you know, uh, now if we have to watch our words when we talk with him and et cetera, but, but we do is, want to have that conversation. This is why I'm such a, um, this is why I'm such a big believer in saying exactly what you mean and not ever dancing around what you actually want. Like, you know, having a conversation where we say, this is awkward and we want to have a real conversation with you about what happened so that we can see if we can move past it. But you're is probably different is different than saying, uh, hey, what's up, Tim? How you doing, man? Hope we're good. That's not the same thing. Like, But if you want him to admit that how he handled it was poor, I don't know that you're going to get that. I kind of agree. And I don't know that that should be the goal going into it. I believe the goal going into it is, A, thank them for their generosity. You know, we we I don't know what we would have done without you guys. It was so helpful. You know, the house, sure. the house is almost i mean <laughs> i would all, i this is kind of passive aggressive it's like the house is almost livable <laughs> now we're back i mean you're basically <laughs> you went into your house before you should have and you kind of want him to know that like now you're eating out of cans but like uh, i guess that wouldn't really help the cause i mean the, but sorry. but so you you tell him how grateful you are and say like i i feel you know i'm appalled by that and now that i'm looking back at it i I realize I, you know, I, I should have just been very much more fastidious about that. And, uh, you know, I, I tried, but I didn't try good enough. And I and I just I, I, and the thing you said to us, we were, you know, we're such a tight. We were all so tight. I, I really that, you know, your family to me and that meant a lot to me. And I just want to make sure we're still cool. I mean, you might let him off the hook because he's clearly embarrassed for acting like that. He's never acted like that before. It was obviously being like built up. Yeah. What do you think, Mosh? Well, I kind of, I more or less agree. I mean, I used to have this old AA sponsor who, when I was dating this woman, or anytime I was upset about anything, I would say, I want to confront this person about something. And he would always ask me the same thing. He's like, why? Do you, do you want to tell them off or do you want to salvage your relationship with them? If your goal is to tell them off, it's almost never worth it. Sometimes it is. Sometimes just telling someone off is worth it. But most of the time, if I'm like, no, I want to scream at them and then tell them they're out of my life, well, they're already out of your life by virtue of the situation you're in now. The only time generally for me that it's worth it to have a conversation like that is when I'm trying to repair, to do repair on a relationship to see if there's something salvageable. And I think like what you might find in that conversation, there's no question Tim was a fucking asshole. I mean, if you asked 100 people if this was a reasonable way to tell you to pick up dog shit, nobody would. No one would agree with him. No. And he knows that, and you know that, and so it's like, why get him to admit that? Nobody, 100%, Natasha's right. Like It's, un, it's unarguable that he was a fucking asshole. But there might be other things, if you took that fucking asshole part and threw it into a, 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 another area and then looked at the rest of the situation, it's entirely possible that there were things that you were doing uh, that you didn't even realize you were doing. Uh, or there were things that Tim was signaling to you because he probably doesn't have a way, obviously doesn't have a way to communicate his thoughts maturely, where he was trying to say, he should have told you at month two, hey, I don't, I think I need my space back. But somehow he, he waited three more months of just like anger fueled resentment because some, I, it can't just be the dog shit. It's got to be more than that. And then it exploded. So he's not a good communicator. And he also might not be realizing that you're doing the dishes or doing, you know, it's like, right. It, it just didn't quite because add up in his head because he doesn't think about that. He's like, of course you should do the dishes or, you know, you're living here because, and I bought the food or yeah, whatever. Yeah, because nobody said, hey, we're going to do the dishes and, and 
and we're going to do the dishes and all this other stuff, and we hope that that will offset any resentment about uh, the errant dog shit you may find. And then he says, okay, that is good. Tim likes this. That's the way. Uh, it's awkward and weird, but that, but that's why clear communication is so important. He was building up this resentment, and then it exploded into rage. If you want him in your life, I think you have to, I believe that you have to say, that was, I want to clear the air so that we can get back to seeing if we can be in, in a close relationship anymore. And you might find in that conversation that you did more wrong than you thought you did. And you might find in that conversation that Tim is incapable of having that kind of relationship and he's not the person you thought he was. All of that is good information. But you also shouldn't go, I don't think you should get into big details about you did this and I did that, but I did that, but then you did that. I mean, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. Right. right. It doesn't matter. And it's like, he's got one version, you've got one version. You can even say, like, thinking back, I should have just, instead of moving your dog shit to the front of the yard, I would have just been like, hey, I'm staying here. I'll pick it all up. You can say, I regret that I didn't pick it, just decide to pick all the dog shit up. I just wasn't thinking, you know. I We're just so appreciative that you guys lent your house to us. And, you know, you're like family to me. And how can we repair this? Like, I, you know, I, I, I still want to have that, you know. Yeah. I don't think you need to, like, be like, I did this, 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 and this, and I thought that would be enough. Yeah, no, a lot of times people go into these kinds of conversations, I have noticed, they go into these conversations going, I can't, I can't admit that I did anything wrong because the thing they did was so wrong that for me to capitulate mm. on any level would be showing weakness or it would be, it would be dishonest or it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have integrity. But the thing is, even if you cut Tim out of your life, which I think might be a totally reasonable thing for you to do, it would be better to cut my opinion be better to cut him out of your life with a clean re relational slate so that you can see him next Christmas and be like, hey, Tim, how you doing? Than to cut him out of your life with this like burning resentment. It's better to end a relationship after having cleaned up everything you did wrong than to end a relationship where there's chaos on both sides. That's, that is my, my strong belief. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think I was taking it from like, now the dog shit is like a different conversation. Because like that, I, I admit, you know, we could have done better about that. But then he turned it into a separate conversation about how you treat people. But I do think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I was worried about like, you know, maybe it'd be harder to bite my tongue if there's something comes up that I don't like. But I I hear what y'all are saying. Kind of just like, you know, maybe and, they're super generous. Kind of eat it in the conversation a little bit. And, 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 also, and also tell them like in the, you know, and I, I want us to have an open line of communication and you know, I want you to know you can tell me if I'm doing, I, I might not be aware of it, you but, know, but I, let me know if there's something that's bothering you. But I'm not, I, I'm also not saying that you should go to this dude and say, here's all the things I did wrong. Uh, we're sorry. And we apologize. Thank you, Tim. I, I think it's acceptable to say, but the way that things went down, the way we communicated was felt super like, uh, you know, unacceptable to, to both of us and we want to work through that i don't think always making an amends to someone means that you're like capitulating to like have everything being great on their side i think it's okay to say we want to work through this and it wasn't cool the way this all went down for us too but it doesn't what natasha's saying is right it doesn't mean listing out a bunch of petty grievances you know you're saying like the dog shit is a different conversation i would say the dog shit's no longer the conversation at all it doesn't mm. even matter at all mm -hmm. the dog shit's un yeah maybe don't even mention it yeah i don't think the shit matters i think what matters is 
that you had a relationship where you both felt super violated that somebody that you loved treated you like somebody that barely knew you. And now you still have them in your life. And you but wanna... they also mostly treated them like people they love. Yep. And they made, I mean, there yep, are very few people I would let come live at my house for five months, two people and a dog. That's a good point. I mean, that's a, that's a, I think that's a list of zero. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I think just really focusing on that is, is good and it's slightly manipulative, but you know, it's, it's, I think the question is to Tim and your, and your sister-in-law and your wife, I, I would like to have a conversation where we clear the air and see if we can put, move past what happened on Christmas Eve. Are you open to that? Are you open to coming over to our unfinished kitchen and popping open <laughs> yeah, yeah. a can of beans with us? It would be funny if they did it <laughs> in the kitchen. They're like, hey, we unfortunately, we, we wanted to make you dinner, but as you do know, our stove doesn't work because of the blood damage. But, but I think also, like, um, you might find, Tim might say, no, I'm not, no, fuck you. And then you go, great, I've got all this information about Tim. I can't have him in my life anymore. Awesome. Or Tim might go there and he might be like, I'm super ashamed of what I did. I'm so sorry you guys are like, you know, family to me. Or Tim might go and he just wants to... Well, your job, I would say, is to set it up where you want to have that conversation. And then this is what I try to do in situations like this. Take it or leave it. I try to analyze on a deep level, leaving aside completely how angry I am at the way Tim acted, what I could have done differently to make that situation better. You and your wife could do that together. So you're armed with a list of things that you are capable of saying when they say all this stuff. Because all this resentment doesn't really matter. Um, the resentment does matter, but all this like, oh, you know, Tim's might come to you and go, you did this and you did this and you did this. And you then if you know that you did those things, then you'll be armed. You won't be upset. You'll go, you're right. Those things we could have done differently. We apologize. How can we move through this? Here are some of the things we felt like you did. And then you see if there's a salvageable relationship. That's what I think. Take the high road. Yeah. Do you think, is there any value if I do feel some resentment about other things in the past about bringing them into while we're clearing the air to clear out all the air? Or is that just, you know, my own deal that I need to? I don't think I don't think that has value personally. Yeah. It's saying, oh, but we as I've thought about it, I realize there were other things you did that were. A little what do bit you want? Him? I mean, the guy is kind of crazy. I mean, what do you want from him? It's like. I think that you guys just all for having this cool family vibe is the best you're going to get. You know, right. you want him to admit yeah. he was wrong. He's not going to do that. The most I would say is something like, you know, we both had frustrations about each other. And it totally now that we've moved out, we realize it's probably because we were just in t too close with each other. But here were the things where, you know, I we need here's what we need to move past. You don't really need to move past your petty resentments. Your petty resentments have become outsized now that you have a major resentment against him. You're like, actually, this dude fucking sucks, and I realize it. But really, what you need to do is see if you can salvage the relationship. You can do this. You got it. You seem cool, no actually. I'd hang out with you, and guess who I wouldn't hang out with, dude? Timbo. Well, if, if old shit bag. If you're gonna come over and we're gonna hang out with you, don't bring your dog. Yeah, that's fair. We'll be fucking screaming in your wife's face before you even leave the la county line <laughs> we have german I'll, shepherd I'll, uh, shits to clean up over here yeah i mean that is a great i mean to be honest it's kind of cool that he did that it's not cool like on any, it is kind of funny <laughs> it isn't cool like honestly i wouldn't want to be in that situation but hearing the story i'm kind of like i'm glad he did that because that's a better story than him just saying could you clean up your dog shit please 
Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you. Sorry you that happened. You can repair this. It takes courage and it takes humility. In it's these cool situations. that you guys had a good vibe before. So it's like, just yep. let's, how do we get back to this? You know, I've learned from this. You don't have to say, you know, we've all learned because you don't know what he's learned, but just say, I've learned from this experience. Yeah. It take, these kinds of conversations take courage and humility, courage to do the thing that is uncomfortable that you don't want to do. <clears throat> and humility to let go of the part where you think like, oh, I could win the argument if I just brought up this. Never will happen. Everyone's on your side. He's crazy. Yeah. He sounds like an asshole. Tim, <laughs> if you're listening, we think you're an <laughs> asshole. All right. We got you. All right. Well, good okay. luck. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Man, I should start doing that to you when I'm like mad that you've like left dishes out or something. Yeah. Just kind of like put them, string them up as garland or like what, Ooh, what could I, your is... socks, your socks. I could put your socks on Ooh. fishing wire all throughout the house. That would drive me fucking insane. That's a crazy, that's a, that's crazy, a crazy take. Well, it's just there's so many steps on the road before hanging up bags of shit. <laughs> there's so many steps. <laughs> You know what I mean? You say, he didn't take them. You you say one time an offhanded comment about the dog shit, and then your next move after the first time you bring it up is a sculpture of doo doo. That makes me think maybe like the guy's dangerous. He seems like he sucks. That's what I'm saying about these conversations that are so important. Is it's not be- just because you salvage a relationship. It's also because when you take emotion out of it. And you come back a month later and you say, hey, I'm here because I want to like repair this. And then the person is unhinged in that conversation. You're like, ah, I get it. This is an unhinged person. This is not a person who had a bad night. This is a bad person who had a good couple of months the first little while I was living there. And then you got that's such important information. Then you hold that person like that at arm's length and you only see him on holidays and you don't have, you know, it's like it's all information. So if you know someone who has strung some dog shit in your backyard, mm-hmm. give us a call at 213-222-8608. Also, you, that's our secret hotline. You can also find us on our website, Amazon.com, and just punch in Subculture Vulture in the search uh, little uh, field there and pre-order the book. Oh, and by the way, we're low on secrets right now, so why don't you call us? Leave some secrets. If you got some secrets, you got a, a, a weird thing that you that you do that nobody else knows about, we'd like to know about it. If I'll, you... Yes. Go ahead. No, please. Also, uh, check us out on YouTube. You can watch the whole podcast on YouTube. You can look at who we're talking about and uh, subscribe. Yeah, you can find us on Patreon too. Become a supporter of this podcast. Ad-free episodes, quarterly dinner parties, at a art from tier. my child. At a certain tier. No, the dinner parties are for all. No, they're not. Oh, they're not? Sorry. Well, you have to get... Well, there's a lot of people there. Yeah, I know. And you could be one of them if you just got to that right tier. Get to that tier. We want you in. But you know what? If you're not, if you're like, if you've gotten enjoyment out of this podcast and you're like, that's worth $5 a month. Maybe you're not. Maybe you think that's worth $250 a month. Here's what you can do. Sign up $5 a month and do an auto, uh, go to Rocket whatever money and tell them to cancel your fucking subscription six months in and then keep listening. That's $250 a month for a year. It's a little more work on your part, but the good people over at Rocket Money make it a lot easier. All right. Well, uh, goodbye. Moshe? Oh, wait, Natasha. And Emmy, (laughs) I love you guys. I love you too.